Hi, I'm Kim Wilson. And I'm Natasha Marchevka. And this is Speechless. Speechless. Welcome to our behind-the-scenes take on Real Life in VO, where we share our stories, our resources, and our unsolicited opinions. And today we're talking to the incredibly professional, smart, talented, and possibly Kim's new best friend, Debbie (laughs) Irwin. No one replaces you. (laughs) She's a medical narrator. Um, And we say that because she specializes in that because she's very good at it. And she also teaches it because she didn't have medical narration training. She's a really smart person and is bringing it to other students that could use it. But besides that, she does what we do. She does commercials and corporate, and um, she's sharp as a tack. She uh, worked as a trader on Wall Street. She's lived in um, Italy and Mexico to perfect her language skills of Spanish and Italian. She's incredible, and she is a New York actor as well. So she knows the ins and outs of the traditional VO life of going to a studio, but also uh, working in her booths in her city home and her country home. So have a listen to the very talented, remarkable, um, clever Debbie Irwin and us. Can I pour you a little here? Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) So Debbie, you brought pink champagne. (gasps) Oh! I want Uh that. That looks so pretty. So uh, it's Mirabelle Brut Rosé. Doesn't Bruno Mars love champagne on ice? It's Mm. silk sheets. Okay. Anyway, you brought. What did you bring, Kim? What did you bring? (laughs) What Um, did I bring? Yeah. I brought a candy cane chocolate, uh, chocolate, candy cane chocolate martini with. A candy cane, which is why Ooh. I love oh. that Debbie started with candy canes Ooh, on nice. his oh. face. You're gonna love mine. You know what? Crazy. Suddenly, I'm not interested in this pink champagne anymore. <laughs> I want what she's having. You know, oh. or I could add this. You know, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did something super simple. I put, I emptied the Kahlua bottle into my glass with ice, <laughs> and then I added another shot of irresistible espresso cream. Oh, what? oh, oh, oh! What the hell oh, is oh, that? That's, that's mm. nice. That's rolling eyes. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, it's nice. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you for coming. Thank you for coming. Okay. No, Moving mind. on. Moving on. Sorry. Debbie just it's shared with us so... that she worked on Wall Street, Kim. Uh, yeah. And she's done many things. And our first question, everyone, Debbie has a lot to share. But let's start with who is Debbie Irwin? I don't who know. I'm, I'm 65 you... and I'm still trying to figure that out. Cue the music. Okay. Who is Debbie Irwin? Tell us, Debbie. Hey, I'm just I'm just little old me. Um uh-huh. and, and I love that. Yeah. And cheers to that. Cheers. Okay, to cheer, cheers, cheers, cheers. Yeah. Uh in the vo- voiceover the voiceover realm. Okay. It, so I know when I was coming up in, in the years uh, mm-hmm. since 2006, I was watching you the whole time. Um, really? seeing your name and then seeing your new branding and me too. Blah, blah, blah. I was actually watching that too. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. Not in 2006. In well, 2000, not 2006, but in 2012, I, I yeah. started to notice your name more and more. 
And um, I was like, that's somebody to watch and follow and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. emulate and be like, you're Copy. a real, you're a real, <laughs> you're a real mentor out there for us. But those of you who don't, but those of us We're who are leaving don't her know speechless, you, Kim, <laughs> I know, but those of us who don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about what you do in the voiceover world, what your specialties are. Well, uh, Pink champagne and um, so you you said you were starting to hear my name and I want to say like which name because I went through so many iterations of not names but like tag lines you know mm -hmm. and one of them that I had for a while was Debbie does voiceovers oh. and uh, you know that was kind of memorable and sort of funny but didn't really know what people were thinking. Uh, can um, I just say that's amazing and also <laughs> highly inappropriate and also amazing. <laughs> so actually this kind of dovetails with with what I do because uh, in in medical and more corporate because it was at that juncture where it was clear to me that I was really going down this medical path. And yeah. and it, at the time, I was working with Joan Baker and Rudy Gaskins, and I remember them saying, yeah, well, they may be smiling on the outside, but you don't know what they're thinking on the inside. And I thought, yeah, that's true. And mm. does somebody really want to, you know, you're, they're working on a mechanism of action animation and they have a recommendation here, call this voice talent. Debbie does voiceovers, right? I mean, in that context, suddenly it's like, doesn't sound too good, right? Doesn't sound too professional. So, so I, I love how vulnerable you are right off the bat. I mean, you've just made friends with everyone in the audience. <laughs> everyone you, you, you don't already know. Yeah, you have. I mean, being vulnerable is hard. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, I've got other stories. If you yeah, want to see vulnerability here, let me just roll up my sleeves and show you. <laughs> so you, uh, okay, you've changed iterations of brands. I assume you did a lot of what we do, commercial and corporate, and fell into narration because you're re uh, medical narration because you were very, very good at it. And how did you fall into medical narration? Because that's not just like, oh, I just fell into, <laughs> you know, like, concomitant, blah, 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 dee, blah, blah, blah. Kim does a lot of medical narration, by the way. Uh, but go on. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of like what I say to my students. You know, you may have a sense of what it is that you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. However, it's important to know how the world per perceives you right? How the mm -hmm. world perceives your voice. And that's your low-hanging fruit. And I encourage people to go after their low-hanging fruit because that's where you'll find early success or success sooner than some of those higher mountaintops that you, you know, want to aim for. And there are certain things, qualities to my voice that are just natural. You know, and I always kind of cringe when I say them, but these are, as you'll know, um, specs uh, that we see, intelligent, authoritative, warm, blah, blah, blah. And I don't have to act to bring mm -hmm. those qualities out. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. kind of open up my mouth to bring mm -hmm. those qualities out. In fact, if anything, the hardest thing for me over the last 20 years is getting rid of the patina. And I know some of you certainly out there in the world um, 
some of my students and all have struggled with that, where, you know, on the one hand, we're proud of our articulation and the clarity with which we speak, and yet um, it's, it can be a disservice to us, right, when we I want to just speak more conversationally. Yeah. And can I just add on to that? That's one of the things I've been, you know, trying to do is get rid of, stop articulating every consonant in this, because when I do medical medical narration it's so important you get it right and um, the inflection right and the intonation of the one word right mm -hmm. and so commercial is not like that and everyone's like can you just rough it up a little bit put a little sandpaper right. on it and I'm like <laughs> "Prominent," you know like every syllable is like they take it took me probably five years to unlearn how to do that and I still struggle with it on a daily basis uh when me I too. yeah really? yeah I'm so good to hear yeah. that it's so good to hear that it's hard mm -hmm. to um rough up the edges and just be natural which right. should be the most natural thing in the world to be yourself. And yet, why is it the hardest, right? That's the $64,000 million gazillion billion question, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of hours on therapist couches uh, trying to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, don't okay. joke. It's a real you're, thing. You're very modest today, Debbie. And well, you always are. <laughs> but why did you create a medical narration training program then? I mean, you, okay, so you have these qualities in terms of your vocal skills that just come out of your mouth and medical happens to fall into that aisle and lane. So then a training program, what is that? A, what? Tell us about it. I've been wanting to take it for a long time. But aside from that, tell us more about that. Yeah. Well, let me also say that I am the daughter of a of a scientist um, and mm -hmm. of a family therapist. So I grew up around the sciences. Um, mm -hmm. And I also grew up around art and have a tremendous appreciation for fine arts and collecting also. I like to collect. And like in what? Okay, I have to ask. Collect what? Art. Well, art. Oh, uh, and in particular, okay. I, in particular, I love to collect uh, trade signs. So very, I'm writing that down. Presents. What uh, do you mean trade signs? So trade signs are from typically from the 18th and 19th centuries. And they ideally, I mean, you think of a sign and there can be, you know, letters on that sign. But prior to that, there were sculptural signs like eyeglasses for, uh, for oh, you know, right. an uh, a a boot, right, for oh. a cobbler. I have a gorgeous, gorgeous stopwatch that's like, you know, this huge and and that was for a jewelry store. So very um, cool. So the the I guess the point is that in in medical, especially in in medical where you're narrating these gorgeous animations, the people who are creating these animations are truly fine artists. Uh -huh. And it's exciting to work with them, right? In creating these um beautiful stories. It's yeah. So well, that's that, part of my that appeal. Leads me to a little bit of the medical narration question I have next, which is um, I know how I research what I'm about to narrate 
but how do you prep for a session when you have no idea what they're talking about? It's a new drug on the mar market, and you've got to teach doctors about this new drug for a clinical trial coming up. How do you how do you tackle that? What's your prep process? What's how do you tackle the pronunciations? The how do you make sense of this doing this to this while it's doing right. this to this, but you can't even figure out what the this is are. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I do know. I I yeah. know exactly what you mean. So uh, I go through my scripts with a fine tooth comb. I go through them and read them many, many times and um, create a list of questions that I have. I don't drip, drip, drip to my clients. I like to organize them all. And sometimes I'll do research to uh, find out what a certain drug does or what the disease itself is, right? Mm -hmm. Um and where I don't understand, well, let me backtrack. I usually ask for a creative call with the client, and that's to discuss the script. And I ask them to tell me what this is about in lay, layman's terms. Perfect. Because I, I need to understand it, right, yep. for myself. And I don't necessarily understand all the science, but I have to understand the subtext. And yep. there are certain phrases in medical, for instance, a downward signaling cascade, which I had always assumed was like a bad thing, right? But it's kind of like the skiing metaphor. It's all downhill from here. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, right. it could be either. And it's true in medical that. as well. Yeah. It totally depends on the context. So I need to know, oh, is this downward signaling cascade a positive thing that's happening or not? You know, and is the science here? Is this what's new? What's novel? Is this, um, you know... How important is this? What is this going to change? Or, um, and you know, people like to talk about their projects, which is fantastic. And you get them just to explain what it's about and how they've been working on it. And and sometimes you hear really great stories about how long it's taken and you know some of the problems along the way. And it's um, you know you get closer to your clients and you learn more about the uh, about the business that way. And then, of course, the pronunciations. So depending on your client, some clients will give you uh, hyperlinks to videos that start exactly where that word is. Oh, can, I have, can I have those clients, please? Come on, <laughs> I'm like, however, YouTube. <laughs> however, oftentimes the people who are speaking in these videos are... Uh, English isn't their native language. Really? So okay. How they pronounce the various words okay. is like, hmm, I'm just not sure that this is the way an American would pronounce this. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of triangulation. You know, I use Cambridge Dictionary and Webster's Medical Dictionary all the time. Um, and I'll even do some searching of other uh, videos online for, uh, you know, just to see how else somebody else says it. Always contact the company, right? You know, and people, mm -hmm. the people who answer the phone usually get a kick out of the fact that it's a voice actor who's working on a project for ABZ Drug and you want to know, you know, how do you pronounce it or, you know, what's the name of your company? <laughs> Why? Because I'm doing a project for you and I want to be sure I say it right. And then mm -hmm. there are the times where you're in the session with the client and there are multiple people from the same company, and they don't agree uh -huh. on how it's said. 
Uh-huh. So you're like, hey, I'm happy there. to say it every which way you want. And you guys can duke it out right. later. Yeah. 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 I've done that often. I've done that right. often where you'll say a sentence three or four different ways. Uh-huh. Hopefully Debbie- covering the ba- hopefully covering the bases. Go ahead, Natasha. My my voiceover business works very fast. How are you? What is the timeline for this? Because that is in depth, girl. Like if I'm doing medical auditions and then jobs, they better send me the exact, the scratch. I need them to send me the scratch with the pronunciations. I don't have the time. I guess, you know, our businesses are all very different. Mm-hmm. How much time do you have for this turnaround? And how are they huge projects that you have to like dig into or do you have short ones too that are move a little faster well uh for this client over in europe that sends me the um you know hyperlinks they tend to ask for it in in uh 48 hours mm-hmm. and they're 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 short you know about three minutes long each oh. um but you know there are a handful of words in there that i have to listen listen to and Make make it sound like you're saying peanut butter and jelly. Exactly, exactly. Um, And you know, then there are many where I think, oh, I I know how to say this word. I don't need to look it up, right? And then you just really hope that it's right that you that you're ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that you're right. Um, And then you you aren't if you're Kim Wilson. (laughs) Kim, share with Debbie how you uh, practice your medical phrases. Yeah. So my medical phrases, um, sometimes you can hit like a a whole medical phrase or even just a word in a sentence that doesn't quite that you're that you've never said before in your life. So I will sing a melody over and over and over. And by singing, it activates a different part of my brain, which allows me to memorize the consonants on which I hit and make it come out in a sentence it flows really really smoothly but i have to sing it a few times and then boom you sing the sentence or you sing the word i sing the sentence well i'll start with the word Uh and then i'll start with the word before that right and then i'll start with the word before that right and then i'll add the word after that you know what i mean like i will add it up until it definitely until my brain has gone through a different neurological pathway and received the information in a yeah. way that I can understand it. Agreed, totally. And in fact, one thing I say to my students is, if you ever stumble in a script, um, that's a sign. And take that sign that there's something there, even if it's a common word or what have you, that there's something there that you want to pay attention to. Right. Mm-hmm. So spending a little extra time is this like, oh, it's like a tiny little knot in your in your necklace chain. Right. That tiny little Gordian knot. It needs just a little bit of untangling and then doing what it is that you do. But recognizing that, ooh, oh, sorry, you know, I, you know how people just you, you make a mistake and you think, OK, well, I just tripped over that. But if you say, wait a minute, ding, 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 there's actually something here that my brain's having a hard time processing. So I'll spend an extra few minutes on on untangling that. And then, you know, then you flow through it. Mm-hmm. How do you flow through those? That way, you know, that, that yeah, that way. That's, that same way? Yeah, that and or, um, you know, phonetic writing of something or. You'll, um, you'll literally write it out, you mean? Yeah, I'll write it out uh, phonetically. I'll do. I'll, I'll bold the word. I'll. I might 
write a, the other another pronunciation or, or written out, you know, above it or by the side of it. Uh, and then sometimes that can trip me up because I'm like, why, you know, and then I just have to go back to seeing the original word instead of all of my iterations of right. how do I pronounce this word? Which syllable is the one that gets accented? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, otherwise I just, it's like visual minestrone and I just, <laughs> need to, you know, uh, go, go back to something of, simpler. A lot visual of Kim's minestrone. medical, a lot of Kim's medical narration is live directed sessions in the studio is that how yours roll as well yeah many of them are yeah i had one this morning that that uh that was yeah they they often are and you can have anybody from the producer to the you know the cbc as i like to say the client behind the client um or uh the writer can be in the room. I did a project, I don't know, last week, a couple of weeks ago, and there were probably six people in the room, uh, you know, which Woo! is a lot. It's which a is... lot because they all hear it in their head a different way. Yeah. I'm grateful to say, well, this is something, a little known fact. I have never recorded in an outside studio for a client, ever, only at home. Okay. So I have okay. directed sessions at home but i've never had to go to an outside studio which is kind of rare for pro talent um but that pressure of someone listening to while you're doing those complicated words you guys are rock stars i well there's a lot of mustache sweat that happens and pretending like you're not sweating i mean for me anyway i don't know about you debbie but yeah well yeah just give me one more say i just i just never get mustache sweat ever He's way too cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. If if there are people that I have not worked with before, I, I absolutely I feel Must anxiety. Yeah, yeah, getting <laughs> getting started. And one of the one of the most challenging uh, sessions I think I had in person was for an ISI read. And explain to our ISI. listeners oh, what that sorry. is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. important safety information. So that's okay. all the technical information about a drug, about what it's indicated, its use is indicated for, what are the warnings and precautions, uh, what are, you know, which drugs should you not take along with it, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a lot by, of drug pronunciations. I just by the way, my, here's my tip that I share with with my students. So people are like, where where can I find copy? Blah, 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 blah. You don't have to go far at all, girl. Just go up to your bathroom and yeah. open up the medicine chest and voila. Yeah. Voila. You yeah. know, here, yes. all of your, right? Yes. So when you pick up your medications, okay, um, or your gram, or your grandma's medication. For your grandma, right? Always for a friend, Those right? Younger, and you, you know, and they <laughs> they staple the bag, right? And then you like rip this thing off and you throw it away. Well, not so fast, right? right. Rip it off and then open it up and oh my gosh, right here, drug interactions and overdose and what happens if it's a missed dose and storage, how to use side effects, precautions. It's all here. It, it is the fine print and it First is. You have very to be able to see difficult yes, to read it yeah. but um, there's your script in other words there's your script yep. that you can practice on. yes yeah yeah fantastic so the point i was making before though about this one project was it was you know an isi and i knew it was you know going to be complicated lots of data and whatnot and i had practiced and rehearsed because i always come prepared but what i wasn't prepared for was them asking me to read it 
fast. Uh, uh, oh, what? Okay. Okay. It was like five minutes long or whatever, but they wanted it. They wanted me to pick up the pace on that. So that was really challenging. I mean, if I hadn't known and been as familiar with the script as I was, I never would have been able to increase the speed like that. But that was challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was challenging. That's wow. why we make the big bucks there, Debbie, because we can do that kind of thing. I'm sure you great. Because job. you prep. Because yeah. you prep. I mean, that's somebody who's experienced that knows you got to prep before every session. Yeah. yeah. And come prepared well, for anything. I like to ask my clients sometimes after a session, we just, you know, shoot in the breeze about war stories that they have. And I incorporate a lot of this information in uh, in my teaching to let okay. students know mm-hmm. what clients on the other side are looking for. And they know, especially in this genre, because the people who are working in this genre, um, they know their shit, right? They know they work in this all the time, right? And it's a very specialized niche. And they know if you are not prepared. I suppose it's, po- it, it, I suppose it's possible to know that regardless of the genre, but it might be easier to get by with a, you know, 15 or 30 second script for Walmart, let's say, than a five-minute ISI. And the, they know they know right away. And so if you're not prepared, and if you have sold yourself as something more than what you are, mm. you've you've lost your opportunity to work with that client again. Yeah. You know? But I find hey. they're also forgiving too. The engineers, you know, it's clearly some scripts are clearly difficult. And they have patience for certain things sure. within reason. Sure. Right? Yes. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, but they want to know that you're prepared because if you're not prepared, then you're taking longer mm-hmm. and you're taking their time and their client's time. And they don't right. want to stress you out by saying, you don't have it right. Do it again. You know, they're <laughs> going to be like, ah, not a big deal. That's Let's true. Do it again. So they've been lying to me? That are, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. But can I ask you what would give me an ex- give us an example of a war story just so... A bad one. Uh, just so <laughs> we know what not to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also it's good juice. So go. So I don't know that this is a war story, but I will say I had one one script where, and uh, uh, and within the past year, I think this happened, I had the hardest time with whatever the heck the words were at the very beginning. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop trying. I'm going to continue on. And then I'll come back to that when we're done. Mm-hmm. So that, <laughs> that oh, yeah, helped, I've done that. you know, that helped because I just had to, I had to change the scenery, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I had mm-hmm. to do something different. And mm-hmm. I was glad that I had, had the presence of mind to say, I need to move on from this now and we can come back and revisit it. I know I'll be able to get it for you because I did it in rehearsal, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, certain words that different um, sort of uh, different forms of the word have a different pronunciation. Uh, It's on the tip of my tongue when I remember it, I'll let you know. And then the only other war story that came, this has nothing to do with medical, but it's kind of funny anyway. This was earlier on in my career. I was in a studio in New York City and recording something, oh yeah, for Jovan, right? The the perfect, that's, remember how old that is? Right, okay. (laughs) I almost feel like it's a jean de Okay, go ahead. There you go. (laughs) 
So um, I'm I'm wearing this really adorable uh, jumper, which, by the way, I recently learned a jumper in England is a sweater. I was not in a sweater. I was in a little cute dress that had no sleeves, and I had a shirt on underneath and some stockings. Well, I gesticulate, as you can tell, right? Uh, and um, my cute little jumper had a satin lining to it. And every time I, you know, gesticulated, so I had to take my dress off. Oh my gosh. Luckily, the the window in the booth was just, you know, at like (laughs) head height, but they knew I was like, okay, I got to take my dress. And luckily I had a shirt on and I had my stockings on, but I right. The dress came off down in the, you know, in the corner of the booth. And then I was able to, you know, continue working without the and and that's a good note to the men your dress shirts often will have uh not be soft enough for you to perform um in the way you want to men's dress shirts always make that noise and uh but for women as well, obviously, you're dressed. Yes. I mean, when, so, before I come into the booth, I'm like, I do this to all my clothes. Yeah, like, get it? You know, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> because that's a tr- that's trauma now for you, right? Yes. So right. for our podcast I, I... listeners, Kim was mortified by that situation, but was rendered speechless. She actually was horrified. And <laughs> you have to see her face <laughs> in the video. Uh, um, we do have to take a break. And when we come back, um, we're going to share our grossest medical um, narrations. How about that, gals? Fun! In a minute. Okay, quick break. We want to talk about, well, Speechless, but also our sponsors and other good things we have going on. So thank you to our sponsors, Studio Bricks and Vocal Booth to Go. Of course, you'll learn more about that if you watch to the end and listen to the commercials. Um, Mine is in the mail. (laughs) Your Vocal Booth to Go. Yeah. Um, I love my Vocal Booth to Go, and you know what? We love our Studio Bricks. That said... Um, if you want to be on the inside track with Speechless, and that means know what's going on in each episode, have the takeaway notes and some extra wonderful things, like be on the prizes list, um, go to our website, speechlessvo.com, and sign up for our newsletter. That said, we have a freebie right now. It will always be a freebie, but we'll have more freebies. Uh, it's called Mar- Martinis and More 24. So it's a compilation oh, of... I all wonder our... who made that up, darling. <laughs> it's a compilation of um, many of our recipes over the past three seasons. Um, and some of our guests have contributed. Thank you, guests. We love you. Um, and we will have more uh, downloads, especially for our um, newsletter list member subscribers. So do go over there. We will catch you on the other side okay we're back and i know everyone's on the edge of their seat to find out what our grossest medical narrations i know we all have them we just Mm -hmm. do we've been in this long enough debbie might be able to beat us i'm gonna start i think so (laughs) i'm gonna start with um oh now what was it called it was um rectal samples it was poo samples basically i had to talk about poop and poop samples that was super glamorous Kim, what'd you got? I've got two. Okay. I've got two. I mean, of course I have two. One was describing the shape of poop. Mm. And I go like this, right? If you're on if you're listening on a podcast, it's a banana shape. Okay. 
uh, <laughs> I had to describe the shape of poop and what that those health indi- what that meant for you healthy health what health healthy shape that of poop uh huh right and then my second one which I kind of loved <laughs> was um for oh my god i forgot the company which is probably good okay but it was a sex toy company and i had to describe all the sex toys and how they worked and wait for it how you clean them okay okay boom beat that wow yeah i don't know well i think debbie by the look come on debbie (laughs) come on what you got so i'm gonna give you two two Yes. This one, this one's medical and it's, you know, you're going to be like, eh, right. So, yeah. it was, you know, toenail fungus, right? Eh, yeah. right, whatever. Potato. Um, but yeah. But the other one was in the beginning of my career when I did a few audiobooks and I was reading Harlequin romance novels or bodice oh. rippers, as they call them. And in one of them, um, it was the only time I've ever had three orgasms in a row. So, um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you, if you'd like to, we can delete that and say the beep, 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 okay. beep, 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 beep. Our speechless oh, audience loves that kind of stuff, Debbie. We know. Oh my God, are. I were keeping we're that, the people Debbie. That That's, That's a, hilarious. Amazing. You win. Also, Although, I need another samples as something. Well, cheers. Cheers. Oh, right, we're cheering you again. And um, Debbie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're done already. Well, well is there anything share, else you'd like yeah, to share? Share with us? some stuff you're doing. I know because I'm coaching with your um, collaborator, Hugh Klitsky. He is mm. my conversational coach. And right now, he's my ride or die for conversational. <laughs> Uh, he's going to do uh, a demo for me and he is amazing. What yeah. else can you share with us that yeah. I'm going? Well, he and I, yes, have, have partnered uh, and we've created a site called vionow.co. And we've mm. one of the most fun things that we've created is this weekly meme of VO wisdom. And I don't know if you saw t- uh, today, so it comes out every right Wednesday. And I even shot him a note saying, I really like this one. It was a good one. <laughs> Yeah. Um. What was it again? Let's see. It was oh. Where oh, do they looking? Where do they, go ahead. You have to go to vionow.co and you can sign up. And they're tiny. They're cute. You know. They're super sometimes clever. provocative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this one had to do with you know looking at the man in the mirror. You know, and and actually I thought it was kind of appropriate for the end of the year as people are you know assessing mm-hmm. things. But to answer. A question that you asked me much earlier about yeah. the coaching business or I don't mean business so much as um, I didn't have anybody to teach me when I uh. was starting out with all of this. And I really learned through trial and error, through asking a lot of questions, through um, meeting people in person and having deeper conversations and so on. And um, so what I've been doing and is is um what's the word? Uh um not cataloging, but and not chronicling. I'm well blocking. recording. We call it, you know, in the non voice of our word world, we call it recording all the information, basically, or um documenting, documenting. 
yeah, I'm just archiving. Kind of like, archiving. I'm going to come That's... back to it. Okay, okay, well, we're going to come back. Hugh to has it. a word. Hugh has a word that I loved, and it's concretizing. So I've been concretizing all this knowledge that Ooh. that I have concretizing that I've developed and putting it, organizing it in a way to share with people so that they can benefit from you know all of this up here. And I hope to create uh, a course that. Um, will be helpful uh, in that way too. So that, you know. But you do have a program, right? So you have. I do. Um, yeah. People coach either privately with me or in small groups. Those are very successful. People really like them because it's only four to six people. You get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. You get to really know these other people. And I'm a big believer in developing community in the um, medical narration niche. So right. people who have studied with me, I invite them into a Facebook group that I have because I know that these people are vetted and they're solid and they care about uh, they care about quality. They care about this particular faction of, of the industry. And I want them to know each other. Nice. You know. So nice. wonderful. How can they reach out to you? DebbieIrwin.com. Great. Let's let me just share though. This is the thing from the uh -huh. smoking vonow.co weekly wisdom voice acting ideas. You've never heard from the people who've heard everything. Well, almost everything. They're both so <laughs> clever. So there's a lovely meme here. Our your process is as personal as handwriting. It may change over time, but you'll always recognize it as yours. And if you want to know more yes. about this, you definitely need to coach with either of them. And then it gives a link uh, for a free coaching session with Deb or a free coaching session with you. So be sure to sign up on vonow.co. We love you, Debbie, so much. You are. Thank you, ladies. This was such Thank a pleasure. You. And so uh, we look forward to you. talking to you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody. This episode of Speechless is brought to you by. Voice talent need quiet. For us, quiet comes in the form of a Studio Bricks booth. I love my Studio Bricks because it's whisper quiet in my incredibly noisy neighborhood. And I love my booth because when clients see me on Zoom, they know I'm a pro. <laughs> Go to StudioBricks.com. World-class sound isolation, light environmental footprint. Speechless.